Hi, this is Shannon from SIS, the number four teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining us for our blog this week on multiplication. Multiplication is not a new topic for our blog, that's for sure. We've talked about multiplication journals and lots of games like multiplication bump or even multiplication speed, but today we're going to rewind to the very beginning of how to introduce multiplication. To really introduce multiplication correctly, I think it's important to add the K kinesthetic to the CPA or the concrete pictorial abstract. Today I want to show you how to do things at the beginning of your multiplication unit when you're starting with students to learn this concept. Setting the stage for a productive struggle. First and foremost, we want students to really understand what multiplication is, but just telling them robs them of the productive struggle of figuring it out. Before you begin and really bring kids to a kind of a lesson that you want to do or even a mini lesson in multiplication, we want students to really discover for themselves it's an in, in, through an inquiry-based activity really what multiplication is. I like to do it kinesthetically by having students act out what multiplication means with their physical bodies. This is far more meaningful to students than being told exactly what things are. With more of us going back to virtual school rather than in person, we always want to have options in case we're doing an activity face-to-face -face or if it's just not possible. I created a video and a PowerPoint presentation that will help you be able to do this activity in either setting. Student, start with really 12 students and have them come to the front of the classroom or even if you at the gym or the playground or outside. You can have more than 12, of course, but just add to the inquiry because not everyone is going to fit into the group of the problem we're going to solve. You might also want to put hula hoops out to mark yourselves to the group so that later they can be really done with maybe no equipment later if you try it again. Write a statement on a board or a piece of paper. We'll use four times three. Tell the students that you want them to really see if they know what that multiplication sentence means. Here are some things your students might say. They might say, well, I know that that just means four multiplied by three. I know that the answer is 12, or they might say we want you to do repeated addition. Then have your students physically show you what the problem would look like using themselves as the unit. You want them to show you the idea of groups of, even if they haven't said those words yet. Honestly, it might be better that way because saying groups of kind of gives away the mystery. As I've done with students, it is interesting to watch the process. I will tell you the hardest part is not to direct your students on where to go. They have to figure it out on their own. While they're working, students might realize that they need 12 total, but they might not have they might have four groups instead of three. Instead, they might have three groups of four. Stay strong and don't point it out. Ask the class if they agree if the students said they organize themselves into four times three, knowing we are looking for four groups of three. The conversation will be a great way to help the language emerge as students start to understand that instead of saying times or multiply by, the X actually means groups of. This will help them understand what multiplication really means and it will be more memorable because they got to physically act it out. If you look out and there's groups of there's three groups of four, you might ask the students to try again a different way. See how they react. If they're stumped, you can prompt them by saying, 
can you show me the way this statement will be written? For example, four times three equals question mark. We can continue the inquiry and change the same similar problems like three times four. Ask would the answer change? Some would say no and recognize that it's still 12. Some won't. This is where we can start to see the commutative property come into play. We want students to understand rows and columns and arrays and all those great things that come with multiplication and letting students play with this. Switching up the groups will help them to solidify the principle. A side note, I wouldn't go higher than four groups, otherwise it could get a little chaotic in your classroom. The most important part of this activity is that you and, un and any other adults that are present say nothing. Don't swoop and save the students. Let them have the productive struggle. Let them have conversations with each other and you'll be able to see which students speak up and which students agree or disagree. This kind of engagement also helps kids communicate their thinking and promotes the idea of being really having a community of math learners. All right, what do I do if I have virtual learners? Now, some of you are saying, this sounds like a great idea, Shannon, but I'm teaching virtually. How am I going to do all that? Well, the great part is if you're part of our M3 Molding Math Mindsets membership, we have presentations and videos that you can use for your virtual classroom right away. If you're not a member, these... These are not really in, these are really inexpensive things that you could get really easily. If you can't have students acting out multiplication, the PowerPoint presentation does it for you. So you can go through the same activity on Zoom or even a Google Meet, and kids are still able to understand the kinesthetic part of multiplication. Have the students look at the picture of the 12 heads or the 12 students that we show in the PowerPoint, which is designed to really provoke deeper thinking in the way that students are arranged. In one of the pictures we have four groups of three or four times three, I might show it with three groups of four. To make an open-ended inquiry based in a virtual setting, you might ask, what do you notice? Some students won't even notice anything and say, yeah, there's 12 kids, uh, so it's right. Some will say there are three groups of four. That's the same as four groups of three, so the way I see it, the side's correct. On the slide that says, what do you wonder, this is where you really want to dig deeper and have them talk more about what they're seeing. This is also the time you find the misconceptions they might have. When doing this virtually, you have to be careful not to just give it away, but to really provoke kids to turn on their camera or maybe type in the chat and actually engage with you. Maybe ask, what are you thinking? about this, about this. What do you think? Tell me more about it. Make sure you point out that there's not necessarily a right or a wrong answer. Of course, in the progression of the PowerPoint, eventually four times three, which is four groups of three, is done correctly so kids can, of course, elicit the conversation about it really means, what it really means when you see that X. We go through about four or five problems on the PowerPoints so that you can help students relate to the understanding of the concept. As you work through the problem, clarify misconceptions as needed, but really remember that it's self-discovery is what we're going to to help students to remember the concept the most. Getting technical. As you start to see what students are understanding about multiplication means, you might create a t-chart or an anchor chart with definitions. Some of your kids might connect the ideas of repeated addition. If I'm doing four groups of three, it's like three plus three plus three. Some students might realize that multiplication is the opposite of division. If I have 12 and divided into four equal groups, I'd have three in each group. Others will see that it means to multiply or to show multiples of a number. 
we do want students to be able to use the correct language, which is what we show in the PowerPoint. What are the numbers four and three called in four times three? Well, they're called factors. What does the X mean? That means groups of. What does the 12 mean? Well, it's not the sum, but it's known as the product. The more we can demand that students use appropriate mathematical terms, the more you can use the language and model it. The more students are going to really start to understand the different terminologies. Area models or arrays and commutative property. As students deepen their understanding for multiplication and start to use rows and columns to make area models like we did with the multiplication journal, it's really important that un kids understand this commutative property. They need to understand that if they look at it one way, that I have you know, maybe four groups of five and the other way is five groups of four. Building arrays is a really fun activity. Check out our video tutorial here where students practice building arrays by rolling a die. The first number they roll will be the number of rows. The second number they roll will be the number of columns in each row. Then students draw the arrays using pictorial and abstract ways to write the different possibilities for the certain problems. So if they rolled a five and a four, they could rep do repeated addition. Students would know that it's five groups of four, but if they were to write it out, it would be four groups of five. Could also mean the same thing. This really helps students to just slow down a little bit before we need to get really fast into the idea of multiplication. You can help your students with these ideas of rows and columns by relating it to a football game or a concert. Do I want to sit in row 105? <laughs> Wait a minute. Or do I want to sit in row one? And then how many are in a row? How many of my friends have tickets in my row? Being able to relate it to something that's building an array will really help students understand it a little bit better. In our next blog, we're gonna talk about how bringing multiplication to the concrete level as we bring in the place value disks. This will really help kids to be able to connect because being able to do a kinesthetic activity like this and then following it up with the place value disks is so powerful in third grade. Don't miss it. I hope to see you on our next blog. Thanks so much for joining us.